Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the show. And you know, bittersweet day. And I'll get to this in just a little bit uh, with college basketball. Bittersweet week anyways. College hoops is ending. But also a bittersweet week here for uh, our weekly segments out in Vegas, as always this time of year. We back off from the weekly segments with Ralph Michaels, and he probably really enjoys that as uh, no football, no college basketball. Uh, so it's our last regular spot for a while uh, with Ralph. So let's head on out to Vegas. It's Handicapper for WagerTalk.com, and he's on Twitter at CalSportsLV. Uh, Ralph, kind of a bittersweet week. Uh, we had the championship game on Monday, but college basketball season in the books once again. Well, you know, I think now for a 12th time in the last 14 years, uh, it, it's been a team that was in the Ken Palm top 12 of both offense and defense. And Virginia was a team in the top five of both. And uh, to me, you know, uh, I'm happy they won it. I'm happy for those kids that had an embarrassing season losing to the 16. And I'm also a, a fan of defense. So to watch a team that plays defense like they do and does the fundamentals like make free throws and that gets you to a national championship, then uh, hats off to you. Now, I know you set your own um, um, lines very in-depth with your college basketball um, uh, coverage and sports betting and really advice to everybody throughout the season. Has this season changed any outlook for you in the future, especially with the way defensive teams dominated in this year's tournament? Well, if you remember, I mean, I had Virginia as my number one team at the start of the year, you know, and people said, well, what about Duke? And I said, well, if you matched up every team right now, I thought Virginia was the best team coming. So, you know, uh, they really were undervalued all year. But, you know, we saw a lot of teams that played well down the stretch. And those are the teams that haven't advanced recently. Oregon was a team that came out of nowhere, won their last 10 games, won the Pac-12. Auburn was a team that was in the top 10, went through three losses, and I think they were, you know, one in five in a stretch, came out, won the SEC, and advanced down the stretch. So, uh, you know, we're going to see a lot more, uh, a lot more people like Jay Morant that decide not to go to Power 5 schools and are good enough to lead programs to Sweet 16s from schools and programs that we haven't heard of, uh, at least mainstay college basketball fans haven't heard of uh, stay away from uh, the future bets that are out there right now is that <laughs> would that be your advice yeah you know the future bets are so slanted and you know for a future bet to be fair the casino would have to offer yes i'm going to bet this team at four to one but can i bet the team doesn't win the championship at six to one no you can't do that so you know, it's not as if, though, you're only laying 10% juice. They're slanted to their market where they're holding the money for 12 months, and you're not getting anywhere near the true odds that you should be betting. So just wait, and unless you have a very rare instance, after a couple losses in the regular season, you often can find almost those same odds during the season. 
From college basketball to the pros, great transition here always this month as college basketball wraps up, and then you have the NBA playoffs tipping off, and they will tip off um, in just a few days here. Where are your best bets right now? Is it? I feel like we've been doing this spot, what, for three years now, and it's always, well, it's the Warriors and everybody else. Is it still that way for you? Yeah, it's the Warriors and everyone else. But, you know, I, I think there there comes a time when – even even the Warriors know that's coming to an end just because they're they're not in harmony. You know, where's Durant going to go? What's going to happen? Who's going to be where? And the other unique situation this year is with Houston being down in the four seed, that's going to mean Golden State is going to be challenged even before they get to the Western Conference Finals. If Houston can take them seven games and challenge them like they did uh, in the past, then Golden State is going to actually be tested and then have another test in the Eastern Conference Finals and then in the, excuse me, in the Western Conference Finals and then in the Finals. And while the world loves Milwaukee, you know, I think the top two teams on the East are clearly uh, Toronto and Boston. And that's just because, to me, you have to have been there and done that to advance to the next stage. You know, I'm going back in the Eastern Conference when, you know, Detroit was the, was the big guy, and, and then the Cavs had to learn how to beat him, and then the Bulls were there, and the Cavs, and then the Bulls had to learn to win from the Cavs. And, you know, the, the last eight years has been LeBron, four in Miami, four in Cleveland. So the only two teams that have gone through the struggles in the East are Boston, who went to the Eastern Conference Finals each of the last two years, Toronto, who's been challenged and knocked out by the Cavs for the multiple years. I think those teams now come to fruition and are the top two teams. And if Golden State struggles, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Toronto was good enough to uh, to, to win it all this year. Were you surprised to see the Nuggets in the West at 25-1, to 1, even though they're right behind those Warriors in that two spot? Yeah, well, you know, it, people look at the seeds, and uh, Houston could be a four seed, but yet they're the number three favorite in the entire NBA. Those teams don't matter where they're going to be. They know they can win on the road. And Denver has such a good home court record, the best in basketball. I believe at least for uh, most of the season they were the best. I am not a Nuggets fan. I don't think they have the makeup to be a good playoff team. I think uh, they get exposed, and them going out in the first round to San Antonio would not surprise me at all. It is Ralph Michaels here with us, handicapper for wagertalk.com, at CalSportsLV on Twitter. You need to be following him there. Let's go to college football here. Spring game just wrapped up for LSU, and we're seeing some lines already. Is that right, Ralph, next year for the Tigers? It is. There's, uh, they're not out in Vegas yet, but there's a company called BetOL, and BetOL puts out their lines early off, and they're, they're usually the first ones out. And they have four LSU games. They already released their games of the year. So for those people that want to know what the, the, the Vegas bookmakers or the, or the national, international bookmakers think, when uh, Saturday, September 7th rolls around, LSU is going to be a three-point favorite at Texas. On October 12th, LSU hosts the Florida Gators. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. On Saturday, October 26th, LSU hosts Auburn. They're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. And then Saturday, November the 9th, at Alabama, 
The Crimson Tide, a 17-point favorite. 17-point favorite there, Ralph. It seems like there's got to be some value for the Tigers there, but I know it seems like Alabama always covering, right? You know, I'll tell you what. I'm working on college football already for next year, and I, I release a starters report where I break down how many players started on the offense, how many on the defense, how many underclassmen started, because those are teams that you want to bet on. The teams that have the most underclassmen starting always have a rise in their schedule. And when I, I, you know, I'm almost done with the SEC, and when I looked at Alabama, you know, there's 22 starting positions in football, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. Alabama only had 28 players start. So that's only six backups even had a start a game, which is an incredibly low number. And, you know, that's no surprise. You look at a team in the SEC, the worst team was Arkansas by comparison. Arkansas had 46 different players make starts in their games because they were so young, because he started playing so many freshmen late. But often I see at the end of the year, those teams that have the success and uh, are teams that, number one, have good players, which we know, but number two, those teams that stay healthy, especially on the offensive line, most of those teams that are, are top five type calibers, I would say at least four of the offensive linemen start at least every game, and many of them have all five start all uh, each every game all season. Yeah, that's an incredible number for Alabama. It's Ralph Michaels here with us out in Vegas. Um, I have to ask you, Tim and I were talking about this yesterday, and actually we were kind of following this throughout the tournament. This better who bet fifteen hundred dollars early in the season on Texas Tech to win the college basketball championship outright. He got all the way to the championship game, or Texas Tech did. He had a chance to win three hundred thousand dollars. But he didn't hedge his bet, Ralph, which, I mean, obviously he's a wealthy guy if he's betting $1,500 early in the season like that on tech, so maybe it doesn't really matter to him. But it, it was that a, a fundamental sports betting mistake there not to hedge? Well, it depends on your financial position. And, um, you know, I would always hedge my profits. So, you know, I would hedge, you know, I would hedge a bet. And, you know, uh, on the side, I'm going to – I think he hedged. I think he clearly bet $100,000 and just didn't make it public because he wanted to make a stance, and that makes the story stronger, and that makes it come out at the end. But, you know, I I think he probably did hedge, or, you know, perhaps he had other futures on on Virginia that he just didn't talk about or mention. There's a lot of times that people say one thing because (laughs) it makes for a better public story, and then in the long run, right before game time, you know, start calling off some of those wagers and make some bets. But, you know, obviously, you know, if his $1,500 was the same thing as $10 to you and me, then I probably wouldn't have hedged either. So, um, you know, it depends where you're sitting at that game. If you really feel strong about a team and you think you have value, then why give money out by hedging? Yeah, well, that all makes sense. And, yeah, you're probably right. He probably didn't. Just didn't tell anybody about it. What's going on at Wager Talk right now, Ralph? Well, you know, my slow time now, but, uh, you know, the NBA playoffs get underway. I'll have an NBA playoff guide up there, and the daily pitch will be starting. But, uh, you know, as I said, if you're not following me on Twitter, you want to start now at CalSportsLV. I'll be releasing a lot of football information Uh uh, my mind's already focused towards next year's football season and uh, looking forward to that. 
Uh, indeed. Uh, Ralph, look, it'll be a little more hit and miss uh, with us. We'll get you sometimes, but we, we're kind of on you know, a break with our regular spots until uh, football season begins. But, look, again, thank you so much for all your coverage with us and, and your spots weekly. I know our audience usually eats it up. So uh, a big heartfelt thank you from me and our audience there. Oh, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, from following you on Twitter, Seth, I know your uh, – uh, your feelings on the Anthony Davis situation. <laughs> <laughs> it comes across very clearly on your tweet what, what your true feelings are about that. So good riddance, AD, and then you move on. Yes, yes, exactly. Right, get out of here. Let's make the trade and and let's reset. You know, I, I wear my heartstrings, a uh, heart on my sleeves. Uh, you know, I can't help it, Ralph. Uh, look, we'll talk to you again. Totally understand. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. I know probably before these NBA finals, man. Uh, we'll talk to you. Thanks, Ralph. Thanks, I appreciate it. All right, Ralph Michaels out in Vegas at wagertalk.com and, of course, at CalSportsLV, like you said on Twitter. Follow him there, and you can get all of his tweets. And, of course, if you're not following me, you got to follow me, especially if you're upset at Anthony Davis. Like he said, uh, you'd be kind of rallying the banners to my cause there at Seth Dunlap. We'll go ahead and take a break. We're coming back with a little sports libs and more miscellaneous sports talk, some and maybe some Major League Baseball, too. And Moment is in coming up to wrap up the show. It's the last lap here on WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <laughs> 